2: Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast. My name's David Thomas and, and with me tonight we've got a special guest, Scott Kerr. How Hi. are you from the, the the Rangers Rabble? How are you?
3: Um, I'm not bad, David. I'm not bad. Thanks for asking me on. Yeah, that's
2: great having you. it's great having you on. It's great having Ranger supporters from from all pods. Um, it's, it's great. The Rangers family, I think we, we we can say. And the other guest tonight is uh, Scott. How are you, Scott? Who's Scott's again?
4: Just call me Scotty. Aye, no bad, Davey. No bad at all. <laughs> Looking forward to getting on on board the Ross McCausland bus tonight. Um Done a wee article on Inside Ibrox.com day on John Lundstrom, so everybody head over and get a wee read at it. It's good reading.
2: Okay. And the third guest tonight is the beautiful Shona. Shona, how are you?
5: How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to talking about Rangers tonight and that great win that we had yesterday. So I'm glad to have Scott on board from the Rangers rabble. Like you said, David, we're all one big family, so... It's good to have someone else's uh, opinion on what happened last night. So I'm sure we're all ready for it. So let's crack on.
2: Yeah, thanks, uh, Shona. And I'll I'll start off with the the team. I'll start off by apologising for being so late, but with the technical uh, difficulties, uh, we've still got them. So it can be that something happens at some times that we're we're not ready for, but uh, we'll crack on. The team was announced about an hour before the game, and it was Butland, Tavernier, Golson, Davies, Barisic. And then was I think it was I think we'll go three two three two three one. And then it was uh, with Jack and Lundström, his two sitting midfielders, and then Cantwell, Lamers, Seema with Danilo up front. Scott Kerr, how, how did you what
3: did you think when you when you heard the team? Were you quite happy with that? I was kinda of expected. Obviously, there's some players missing, but it was good to see Campbell starting. And listen, Jackie and Lindstrom's been playing well. I haven't drawn Lindstrom's biggest critic at times, but he's actually done okay. I'm not going to sit here and say at right, this moment in time he deserves a new contract, but he's done okay at this moment in time. We'll see how it goes to the end the season. But listen, the team started really well last night, and it was a team that will all probably would have picked just because of injuries, and obviously the the players missing a the squad because of the players that weren't allowed in the squad with Michael Bealshrap. It's obviously how is was playing and messed missed a few. So, listen, the team started really well and probably the it probably a team that rolled have picked before
2: it. Yeah, well, I'm probably John Lundstrom's bigger critic and I'm going to say he was the worst player last night because he passed it more to the Sparta players than he did to Rangers players, I'm afraid. So, I, I thought he was the worst player last night, but anyway, Scott. I see you're nodding, Scott. I see you nodding your head uh, in disbelief. What do you think?
4: Um, in terms of the team, can't really say I was shocked at it. I'm glad to see Campbell scoring for the right wing position. That gives me a wee bit of, uh, a wee bit of confidence in him in that role going forward. So obviously, something Kamon's trying to do. We persisting with Amos in the number ten role. I'm sure we'll go into that guy later on. Um, I thought John Lundstrom was really good last night. I thought he took a game-based roughy neck at times. I thought he drove people on. I thought for a second goal, it was a typical uh, Thursday, Thursday night Lundstrom pass. Sets the ball forward to Seymour, causes all sorts of harm in the defence. Ball was to Daniel, He, he uh, assists Campbell. and Campbell does the rest with a good team goal. Got to disagree, Davey. I thought Lundstrom was decent last night. And you know I'm not his biggest fan either, but there has been an improvement in him.
2: No, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I, I watched. I watched the game last night, and uh, although I must admit, we're sitting in the twenty fifth minute, and boom, all the, the electricity went out in the whole street. So I missed. I missed the half time. That's why I got it up for the second. The second half. Um, I'll try and get Shona, back, get on. Shona, Shona. back on. Uh, what did you I think, think, of, the did you think there, of the team when, the when team was? Bad. Bad.
5: Yeah, I thought it was like, like uh, Scott said, I think it was pretty much predictable as, as to who we had lined up because of uh, the injuries that we've had and the players that weren't uh, obviously in the European squad. So no, it was pretty much predictable. I think with the, the Catwell situation, I was a wee bit surprised to see him out in the right-hand side because obviously we've been seeing him come off the left. But I think this is because Seema has been playing so well on the left. I think if you're going to, you can't take Sima away from that position at the moment that he's been tracking back and the, 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 the games that he's had, he's pretty much not, man in the match and about four or five games in a row now. I think you can't take him away. And also as well, we've got McTondo coming back for that left hand side, so we need more options on the right. And I think what the the managers try to do is try to get a tune out of um, the likes of Cantwell and maybe the likes of McCausland on the right hand side. Obviously we didn't we didn't have right because he's out injured, um, and see from there. So that's why I think maybe that uh, came on. Is a no? So basically, uh, I think that's why um, the manager had Cantwell down the right hand side. And I'd been practicing that in training. And obviously, the manager, I think it was Cantwell's comments yesterday. He basically came out and said that the manager said that he's quite good on his left foot. So, um, look, good for Cantwell for scoring on his left foot. And like um, Scott said, I think uh, Lundstrom had a really good game yesterday. I think, um, to be honest, he's probably been one of our most consistent midfielders that we've got. You can't deny that John Lundstrom is never out injured. He's never injured. I'm telling you now, we've got the likes of Jack, we've got the likes of Sifuentes. And Raskin that are all picking up all these injuries. He's probably our most reliable and most consistent midfielder that we've had this season. So whether he'll get a new contract, I think he obviously still got a wee bit to go. But as far as I'm concerned, John Lundstrom has been putting in those performances recently that deserves some of a new contract. So long may it continue.
2: Well, I think I must be listening to you, watching different game from all user playing
5: because
2: I saw that there were players running past him and oh in all sides. The, the, the goals installed, I've picked, uh, saved them a, a good few times, but anyway, we'll move on from John Lundstrom. So, <laughs> um, there's there, there was an old song, "What a difference a day makes." What a difference the now you'll make Scott care.
3: Yeah, he's been in elevation since he's come back into his side, and he's starting to get his fitness back. It's just having the offers are different from Dessers. His movement's really good he sees things open up for him and he's willing to take a shot and go into it, but I see he's moving, he links up well with Seema. He does come back into midfield to get the ball, but it's just, he sits on the shoulder of defenders at times and he's just different. He's just different from what we've got and you can see, yeah, he maybe need three, four chances at times to get the goal, but he does not hide when he misses. He still goes looking for an hour which I like. He does not like, mm-hmm. does not get him down and he's always there. Listen, he was his goal last night, he's done really well and, He's unlucky on a couple of times. This boy's going to score a few goals this season. Yep. He's going to get 20 odd goals because his confidence is sky high. He plays with smell on his face, which is great to see. And he, he seems to love it. And listen, I know he costs £6 million, which in today's market isn't a lot of money, but for us it's a lot of money. But he's going to be proving to be worth that money. And I and think cool. right, he's going to score 20 so goals because I think we can't mail the Seymour. And just, be, he makes he runs at a... People were in the making before. Before we were doing full backs, we were constantly up the field, putting crosses in for deep. We're playing different, guys we'd we'll be hitting a byline, we're playing between the lines, and we're Daniel's movement. That helps. And I just think he's a revelation compared to Dessler, so just slows everything down.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. The only thing I've, I've, I've sort of I've thought he, he missed, does miss quite a lot of chances, Scott.
4: Ah, he does, ah, he does But so did Ali McCoyst Ali McCoyst used to miss 7-8 yeah. chances a game but score a hat-trick um, It's a sign of a good striker He's getting any positions He's linking up the play He's running long, he's coming short He's linking up the play, he's running the channels He's he's making us forget about Alfredo Morelos Thankfully that guy's name's not been mentioned For will come back for his injury There's been some daft fans on Twitter saying Oh we should bring him back Because Santos are going to get relegated Blah 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 we moved on for Alfredo Morelos now thankfully and there's a new man in town in Daniil one thing he does is just he tries David he puts a bit of effort in something serious Dessers doesn't seem to be doing um, I think that's why cut, that's what come on it's working on a training ground with Dessers we just knew well I'm hoping anyway um, because when there's Dessers up front there's there's no out ball there's there's not even half the game that Daniel brings unfortunately um, so I'm I'm over the moon but we Brazilian geniuses it's coming good for us
2: Jonah what is uh, what is your outlook, your outlook? I'm, 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 I was actually glad, I'm, glad, I'm, that, it glad, really glad that it wasn't Cantwell that stuck the ball up his jumper I was like I'd be worried about, you, worried about you but about um, you, um, <laughs> what, was what was your impression Danilo what was
5: there seems to be a bit of a bromance uh, with, between Cantwell and, uh, obviously, Danilo. And I'm a wee bit jealous of that wee bit, with a wee bit of a bromance. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Like I was quite near Cantwell yesterday when I was at the game, so I was quite happy just to see him in the flesh. Um, but no, uh, I think what I, I found with Danilo, um, he actually is the one that actually starts the energy within the whole team. He's the one that starts the press from the front, and that allows us to get further forward. It allows the defenders to pull up. And not sit so, as deep as what we used to do. So I felt as if because he was allowing us to get that press onto the defence, it allowed us to be a bit more direct. There was they kept that high intensity throughout the whole game. Um, it means then obviously then he puts pressure on the centre back as well for his goal. And that obviously allows the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper's obviously just um, taking a touch and he's giving it to the centre back. Because of Danilo's um, energy and his, his position to get into that, to get the ball off that defender. It doesn't give the goalkeeper any time to get back into his goal and position himself, right? Because at one point I noticed that the goalkeeper was trying to track back onto his line and then at the last minute he tried to obviously come out quick. By that point Danilo had already put the ball past him. So with that press, um, obviously it doesn't allow them to settle uh, and I felt as if he frustrated all their defence the whole the, 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 the whole 45 minutes. I thought the guy, is it Gomez that was at centre-back, he had an absolute nightmare. He must be Obviously, thinking about uh, Danilo and his nightmares last night, the way he was giving them, um, all, the, all uh, the way Danilo was obviously pressing on him, onto him throughout the whole 45 minutes. But no, I thought Danilo's performance yesterday really epitomised what we've been looking for in a striker. Somebody that gives you 100%, somebody that's fallen in love with the fans. You can see that straight away. You can see, he's obviously, he's getting really, really friendly with the likes of the players, especially Cantwell. That's been noticed quite a few times now, the two of them. So, no, how long may it continue this bromance, I'm telling you, because uh, Danilo looks like we've got a right good player in our hands. And I think he is just your typical all-round kind of striker guy. And look, I'm not going to make comparisons here, but do you know who he kind of reminds me of? That kind of type of player. That Gabriel Jesus that plays for Arsenal, that kind of guy that's... He's never going to give up. He's going to get right in your faces for the, the full 90 minutes or wherever he's on the pitch. So, um, that's the kind of player that I can see within within Danilo. I think he's going to be a bit like a Sakala, where all the fans love him. But I just think he's going to be a better version of Sakala, because I do think that he's probably a bit more of a clinical finisher. I think what Scott says, you probably will get about eight or nine, ten chances in a game, and he will frustrate you. But as long as he puts like two or three in the back of the net, and we continue winning, then that's all that matters.
2: Yeah, I think where the, yeah, the, the great M- thing about the Danilio was, Danilo uh, he's, was, uh, chasing, he's down. chasing down. Um, yeah, I've put myself off now. Uh, he's chasing down up players, and especially for the goal, Scott. But but you expecting anything like that?
3: I think yeah, because you've seen him in the last couple of games, he does put a lot of effort and he does press, we do press for the front when he's playing, it's not like he's standing waiting for something happening, he tries to make things happen himself, and it's just his work It's phenomenal, and he's only just coming back off an injury, I know it was a face one, but he still was 100% fat, and with the way he plays, you want, you want him to be in the side, but his energy goes on to Sima, Seymour, because Sima's exactly the same, and Camp Mild's like that as well, but Camp Mild sometimes chases like a headless chicken. They did he gets, booked for no, he gets booked for silly things, but he wasn't doing that as much last night. And I just think when you get a lot of pace in the front three, it, it makes our team think twice about what they're going to do. Do you know that way? Whereas before we were a lot deeper at times when we played against sides. And I just think there's confidence in the side, especially the front players, which we haven't seen for a while. And that's why we rely relying on Tavernier so much. and waiting for penalties, just waiting for silly things. So we we get guys who can score goals from a different areas of the park and you all see my like Campbell chucked him a great goal last night. I just think it's looking good for us. And This is a team that got beat by Lemis not long ago. And look at the difference from Lawrence made since he's walked through the door. He's given a different sense of energy. He's, he's given more confidence. And that's all been a few weeks. That's was guys we were all writing off. And now some of them's turning, I'm not saying the Borough beaters, but they're turning to... The, the players that we thought they were going to be, someone may not be like I said the other one about Jordan Linstrom. I'm still going to give him, give him a new contract, but he's actually improving from what we've seen at the start of the season, and it's good to see the manager can do that in such a short space of time. So it gives you confidence going on in the future. But I'm still taking game by game, David.
2: Yeah, well, that's what the that's what the manager is saying. With they keep asking him what are what, what are your plans for the future and things like that, and he just says no, game for game. He won't he won't go any further than that. Scott Cantwell scored a beautiful goal. It was a great move. Uh it was uh Tavenier long ball out to Seema. And Seema uh I think it was to Danilio and Danilio put uh put Cantwell through. Beautiful goal.
4: I definitely was, definitely was. Um it was Lundstrom It passed the ball out to Seema i was a good goal. What, what I noticed mo- most about the match last night is when um, when the back line were passing the ball between each other, especially for a second goal, it took three passes and with a shot on target. But that's how quick and direct we're playing. Um, in terms of build-up play, that was really, really refreshing to see. I thought the pressing last night was... Tremendous! I thought the pressing in the first half is ultimately what's what's won as a game. Um, the manager's went on about fitness yet again. There's a few players that are going on about fitness. Now that are starting to feel fitter, and they're working towards that kind of ninety minute performance. So, I, David, it's 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 all good as far as I'm concerned. See, as long as the manager keeps putting a style of play on the park, there's going to be credit in the bank for him. Um, but I. He's definitely the right guy for a job. He's he's worked wonders so far. I can't I can't praise him any higher. to be brutally honest.
2: Yeah, showing him. Campbell obviously scored, uh, but what did you think of his overall games? You think the referee gave him the protection that he should have got?
5: I don't think the referee gave anybody anyone protection. I don't know if my sounds, tell anybody in the comments, tell me if my sound is any better now, but look, I don't think the referee last night gave any protection. I think he dished out, what was it, four yellow cards, Um Look, and I think there was a, quite a few shoddy tackles that went in in Cantwell. I think that's maybe one of the reasons why he was taken off from the 70-odd the minute, because I think it was just more for protection. I think um, he was blowing a gasket as well by that point. So, and um, obviously, McLaughlin came on and made a wee bit of a difference when he did. so. Uh, Look, I thought Campwell's overall game yesterday, I think that was one of the best 45 minutes I've seen Cantwell and a wee while. I think what has happened is that we wanted to see Campwell hit the heights of last season. And I think what he showed in that first half yesterday is exactly what we've been looking for. And and it was surprising to see that he but it was coming from the right-hand side, because we're so used to having him in that number 10 or coming off the left-hand side. So I think it really worked for him on that right-hand side. I think he was able to get the space that he wanted. I think like, like um, the the manager decided yesterday from what what I could see with his tactics, he was playing a lot more long balls um, over the top of the defence. I think that was a tactic that we were trying to use. I think that's now two or three goals now that we scored within four or five passes. I think yesterday was three or four passes. So like I think what, what we're trying to do is trying to when we get do get the ball and we see those opportunities, is make sure that we do take those opportunities when we do do go into attack. And that's obviously coming to fruition now that under this under a uh, Clement. I think that's been a massive difference. um, We used to play, I think a lot of teams used to say, when you're playing the long ball game, it doesn't really work. Well, I think last night, the long ball game, absolutely down to a tee, worked. And I think this is just down to Clement's tactics. I think he obviously saw that in the first game with Sparta, when they were obviously trying to play the long ball over us. I thought he decided, well, this time around, no, we're going to do the same to you. And their defence yesterday, I don't know about you guys, but I thought their defence was absolutely all over the place. I thought the, the keeper looked nervous. I think that was obviously down to our press and the way we were trying to attack. And I think obviously the likes of Seymour, Cantwell, and Danilo, they were very much involved in that. And that allowed obviously like I said earlier on, I think that allowed obviously the the, the midfield to play further up the pitch. And that just suited us so much better because the defence, their defence, didn't know whether to come and go. I think obviously for the was it the, the Danilo goal? I can't even remember if it was Danilo. No, it was the Cantwell goal. And it was Lammers that obviously made that run, and it took obviously the, def- the other defender out and allowed Cantwell to come in on his left foot. and uh, It was a nice re strike in the end, and I think he's really taken to this song as well. I think that him, Danilo, and Sema are really becoming a really good partnership. and If we can continue to do that throughout the season, I'm pretty confident, especially if we've got the likes of you see the likes of Tom Lawrence coming back. You've obviously got Kieran Dowell, you've got Matondo as well in there for more pace. So Cantwell might not offer you the same amount of pace, but what he does offer is he offers you that clinical front in, in front of goal. So um yeah I think um, he took his goal really well yesterday and I think for the first forty five minutes that's probably the best forty five minutes I've seen in Cantwell since Clermont's came in. So no, an your play to Cantwell he took his uh, he took his, uh, his shirt and he, he played for it and uh, yeah long may it continue because uh, I think this is what we need guys. We need all these players to be on the Ray game because I think this Clermont, he will chop and change week in, week out. I don't think Cantwell will start the weekend. I don't, I think um, I think on that plastic pitch, I don't think he'll he'll risk it. I think McClauslin might come in for for Cantwell instead. But um like we'll wait and see what happens at the weekend. But I think this manager, his lineups for me at the moment are all over the place. I, I don't know anybody that can predict a lineup under Clement at the moment because there's always going to be a surprise in there. And I think he will find the likes of maybe like like Rick Scott Wright and Balogun, they might come back in for the weekend, or maybe not Scott Wright because he's injured. But you might see the likes of I I imagine Balogun will come back in there at the weekend as well. So, no, I think overall, I think the, the 45 minutes that Cantwell put in, I think it was really, really good. And he's linking up really well with the likes of Sima and, uh, and Danilo. So that's good. Because I think um, about six weeks ago, guys, nobody was linking up well. Nobody was doing the things off the ball. Nobody was tracking back. Nobody was being able to get these kind of shots on target. And I think if you look at the XG under Clement so far, it's roughly around the we're averaging about three goals per game. Same yesterday, I think it was about just over two two goals per game with a 0.55 conceded rate. So look, we're we're, all, we're doing the right things, I think, as well. What was that there? We also had 17 shots on goal, eight on target. They only had three on target and I only remember Butland having to make one good save. So I think it's all about game management. Like I said, I think it's all about this game management. That you can do as much as we can go and score those goals. It's all about how we perform in the second half and we don't crumble and make sure that we obviously go on to win the game, whether that's even under a wee bit of pressure. We knew that was going to happen under Sparta. They were going to come out and um, have a go at us. So, uh, no, it was a really positive performance by Cantwell in the first 45 minutes, and I'm sure we'll go on to what McClauslin did when he came off When he came off for him. So, yeah, I look forward to talking about him in the, in, in the rest of the pod. I'm sure Scott is. Look at him. Look at him. Look at, him. Look at, him. Look at his wee Look at him. He's loving it.
2: Well, somebody just put up the, the, the next question I was going to ask you, Scott. Lammers, are we starting to see a player? Is there a player in there or is is it just uh, he's he is what he is and he he isn't going to be that great? Oh, That's bonus
3: right. The bonus read I, I I don't know what Scott you're talking to here, is it me Scott oh,
2: sorry Scott Care? <laughs>
3: To be honest with you, David, I'm not 100% sure. To be honest with you, last night I was shouting to get him off. I wanted him off sooner before he did because I thought he was flat to deceive. He was doing some decent stuff but doing some bad stuff at the same time. And don't want to start feeling sorry for the guy because you want to keep winning games and we can't afford passengers. But then sometimes, you've seen at Dundee, we was shouting to get him off and he scored that goal, but spot arm armed Dundee. So you think he has to watch where he's playing him and I think you can only give him so much time before you may have to withdraw and give him a rest and then maybe bring him back in because you don't want the fans to turn on him he doesn't seem that type of guy he does seem like he can be he said might go down if his fans turn on him It doesn't seem that arrogant a player but you can see there's something there but you can also say to yourself what is it? Do you know that way? Because he's got quick feet he gets in like good positions in the pitch, but then he gives the ball away and you think to yourself, what have we done? You've done really well to that point. And then you, you've just bulged it up. So I don't really know. Will Amers, I think, there's something there. But I don't know if they're going to see it. I don't know if Clement will keep playing him. I think he's trying to play him through to say, I've got confidence in you. Go and show me Listen, he might do really well in training. Because that's what managers look at. But on a football park, he might, I don't, I'm not saying a highs, but he might just not have the same confidence. I listened to a boy just before he signed in a Dutch, Guy was saying it. he's a better striker and he was my fielder, so I don't know. my he's still struggling playing a wee bit at their deeper role. I'm not 100% sure because I don't know enough about the lad. But at times, like I say, they flattered to the sea, but time, see, but other times they say he's done really well. There, he was running the ball back at times. He put a couple, he likes a quick pass, he likes a quick one twos. He moves off the ball, he puts it ball around in the corner, but then he does something really poor at the same time. So I don't know where you're going to go. I, I prefer Cabinell and himself, but. That's just my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think uh, we all prefer Cantwell as a number ten, except except on He doesn't seem to seem to that he prefers uh, Lammers, or he's just given Lammers as much possible chance that, that that he can. And well, we'll see what way it goes. Scott, I think we're we're actually playing much better as a team. I think that's the thing that Coman's brought in that that we're actually. Not individuals anymore. They're but they're moving as a team. They're playing as a team, defending as a team. I mean, there was one. I think Bolton lost the ball in the middle of, in, in in their half, and you just seen it about five, six blue jerseys actually sprinting to get back. You never seen that under uh under Bill.
4: No, you didn't. You didn't. But what I will say is, you've seen it more in the first half than what you did the second half because obviously I think we get tired and I think it's just down to fitness. I think as the fitness comes, we're going to see more of what come on saying in terms of 90-minute performance. I mean, um, any time a, a Sparta player get the ball last night, we were just all over them for the get-go. It was just constant. We were playing we were playing for a badge on a shot for a change. Um, but to me, it's just down to fitness. And when the fitness thing comes on, I think that's international break. If we get by Livy on Sunday... Get out of that unscathed. Get a good win. Um, I think then we can fully assess. What's, what come on, actually done. We can take stock and we can see where where with direction we're going in under them. Um, and I think that international break is is pivotal for our fitness levels. For I hope he's getting players in every day, working their socks off, getting their, um getting their fitness in their legs. It's important. In terms of Lammers, um, I thought it, it depends on how he's going to get used. Um, I was on a wee bit of looking up on him and I, I watched the Dundee game again and I thought if see Lammers playing against a low block, he's, he's no use. He can't really be involved in a build-up play unless he's just in short link-ups. If Lammers is getting in the box and being a presence and getting on the end of crosses or through balls or whatever, then it can make a big a, a bit merry and nuisance he's still. Um, that's where I can see them affecting the game more. But apart from that, I've not really seen. Like, there's there's just, I mean, every Rangers supporter's going to say there's there's surely better options. You could pick Cantwell on at a ten and put McCausland in the right or Scott right on the right hand side. Um, but hey, well, I mean, we're getting wins and Lammers is playing, so I think come trying to trying to get him ticking because he can obviously see a player. I mean, we were talking about Brandon Barker on a show not long ago and apparently Brandon Barker was one of the best players in training. Like, he was outstanding, but he just couldn't bring it into a game. So, maybe it's something similar to that. I'm just trying to be positive here, by the way. I think, I'm just, for the ones in the comments, I think Ramers is pish. I don't think he's got it. I don't think he's got it. But in terms of if Clermont's going to use him, I think that's the way to use him is use his physicality in the box with late runs and getting on the end of stuff. I don't think having him as a playmaker as such, on a counter attack, aye, but a playmaker against a low block isn't his, isn't his jurisdiction for me. It's nowhere it should be. Um But as I say, I'm, I'm just trying to be positive. I'm trying to change my mindset about Rangers.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, a couple of weeks ago, we were uh, shouting that Ryan Jack... Wasn't up to first team football. His legs were gone. He was done. I thought he was absolutely brilliant last night, Shona. Absolutely brilliant last night, Shona.
5: To be honest, I don't think there's a player on that pitch, maybe apart from Lammers, that you can turn around and say they didn't really have a good game. I think um, as a collective, in that first forty-five minutes is probably the best forty-five minutes that I've seen Rangers play, apart from obviously you're playing against like likes of Dundee, but against better opposition, that's probably the best forty-five minutes that I've seen. But as far as, as, far as uh, the likes of uh, uh, Ryan Jack and, and John Lundstrom, we always said, I think last year, that there were so many times under Beal so many times under uh, under uh, under Geo that we said that John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack do not work together in midfield. And I don't know how, but Clements managed to be able to get this to work. And uh, so far, so good. And I think that's exactly why he's sticking with Lammers. Because I think, um, like Scott said, I think he's more of a a number nine, and I think he wants him to play that that kind of second striker like behind behind Danilo. It's not quite working, it's not quite paying it off, but I think Lammers is going to be one of these guys that's never going to be consistent, he just isn't going to be consistent. But I think what he will do, he'll come out with a few worldies for us, um, but that's really about it. And I think he's kind of a bit more of a, like an Aribo kind of type of player. I think what you'll see, obviously I'm not comparing him to Aribo, I think Aribo was a much better player than Lammers, but that kind of guy that can kind of go away hiding in games, but all of a sudden, he comes out with an absolute belter of a goal. I think that's the kind of type of, of uh, lammers you're going to see. Because he does make a few good runs off the ball. He's just, he's, he's just like, as, as Scott said, I think if it just takes far too many touches. And the amount of times where you do think, already right, you could pass that ball forward and then all of a sudden he stops. And you're thinking, what are you are going to do with yourself? But look, I think um, the midfield for me, John Lundstrom and Jack, they've kind of um, put their place down now in that midfield. Whether Jack can play three games in one week, I'm not too sure. I think this is why you may see the likes of maybe Sifuentes come in at the weekend, or maybe, get I don't know if he'll get a start on how much, I don't know how fit he is, but I do think you might not see the likes of Ryan Jack getting used on that plastic pitch, or if it is, I don't think he'll play the full 90 minutes for me. But I thought yesterday he had a really, really good game. But I think the two, between Ryan Jack and Lindstrom, over the last four or five games under Clement, I think the two of them have been absolutely superb in that midfield. I can't fault them at all. I think the two of them would be deserving of a new contract if they continue the same performances from now to the to the end of the season. So, um, But yeah, I just can't see Ryan Jack being played this weekend. I don't know if the, the the manager will risk it, but I don't know about you guys. but I can't even tell what this manager is going to do one minute, never mind the next. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Ryan Jack is leading the line or something like that on the weekend um, or if he's in midfield and so is uh, John Lindstrom. But I do think there will be a few changes this weekend going into the international break just to give some of the guys a rest. But also give other guys a wee bit of an opportunity. I think this is probably quite a good game. We should really be beating Livingston easily. They've been very, very poor this season. So uh, look, I I expect there to be quite a few changes, and I do not think that Ryan Jack will get will get used at the weekend. I really don't. But as um as far as last night concerned, I thought um John Lindstrom and Ryan Jack were pretty good, and uh, it was good to hear. I'm sure you loved it, David, when they were starting singing the, the John Lindstrom song last night.
2: Yeah, well, (laughs) I won't go into that. I just think it's absolutely crazy to start talking about anybody getting a contract that's played about 15 decent games in four years' time. So I I don't care how how well he plays. He shouldn't be getting a new contract. Anyway, Scott Carroll, come come back to you. I thought the whole defence was magnificent last night. I thought Goldson was magnificent. Uh, I even thought Tavernier was was was, was 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 really good and some of his long balls were absolutely brilliant. Uh, Davies, I thought, was absolutely brilliant with some tackles that he put in. Barisic had one funny moment, I thought. He, he went to turn back and put it back to the, to the goalkeeper, I think, and the whole crowd, you just heard the whole crowd going, Whoa! and he, he sort of uh, turned round again and put the ball forward. But in some beautiful, lovely, lovely passage up to Seymour like yesterday, but take the whole
3: the whole defence as a total. Really played well. They did. Because of the confidence, they've also got a manager giving them instruction, a the manager telling them what to do, instead of a manager saying, give the ball to Tad and let's go forward. I think it's... They look, they look different players. They look different on the park. The underbilled, they look lost. And they didn't... It wasn't just one or two, they all did. But like I said, they've got a guy who's giving instructions. a guy, giving them what to they do. They all know their own jobs. They've got different jobs in the park. They all know them now. As before, they never. And listen, we know what you get for the uh, you We know one week, you can be poor, but next week he can save the game for you. Warner's the same. But I'm not getting as much emphasis on the both of them getting forward, which is a good thing because not everyone goes through the any, anymore. Listen, Ben Davis, I've always been a fan of Ben. He's not been great at times, but I've always thought he's a good footballer. Last night, he did put in a lot of good tackles on the ball near as well. And Conor Golson, to me, is always our best defender. I know he gets criticised, but he's the best defender on his day. And the defence is played well, but they've got people to hit up front before they never. They've got people to hit, they've got well in runners, they've got guys coming deep for the ball, they can play through the line, they can play, through the, they can play down wide. But Bournemouth always played really well in Ryan in front of him. the time they linked up really well. He's got that again with Seymour. Tabs got it now, they had that big camp last night, so when they get somebody to hit, you know, but I see when they get nobody to hit, they're going to go backwards or sideways, and that's why we've done it. because. I said before, Bonner and Tav are pushing wide, but nobody else is in front of them I mean, That Bill, whereas this guy now we've got different runners for different positions, we've got interchanging. We just put a different way. The players look different, the players have got instruction and the players know what they're doing and they're actually enjoying themselves. And they know they all know individually they're good footballers, but they've got somebody telling them they're good footballers, and there's somebody just telling them not a lot, somebody talking in press conferences, talking all the nonsense. So listen. This is a team of guys who probably next season some won't be here because we know we can't move forward with this team again. We can need better players to move forward. But at this moment in time, the manager has to trust him and get the best out of him, and that's what he's doing.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the manager's just made made such a big difference in the little time he's been. I'm going to go back to Shona for a minute, Uh, Scott. I'll I'll let you think on your Ross McCausland build-up. I'll bring him on to you in a minute. Shona, Seema, what a breath of fresh air he's been since he's come in.
5: Oh, I'm a massive fan of uh, of, uh, Seema. I've been uh, hoping for us to at least try. I don't think it will be possible, but I think we should try and plant that seed in January to go and try and sign him. I look I how he's out of contract a year in the summer. I think his value is around about six or seven million. I think if we can even go up to maybe lights of eight million pounds for this boy, I know that's a stretch, but this boy's 22. I think he really likes it here. He enjoys it. And he can get a couple of years out of us. Look, he's still young enough to, I mean, if he wants to, he can take that big move to the Premier League. Now, look, there is clubs already looking at this boy, so it will be really, really tough. But it's all about if he wants to, obviously, sign for us. I would imagine a lot of the guys will be persuading him to stay here with Rangers at the moment. And then, obviously, you can move on. But whether that fee at Brighton will that will that fee be uh, um, within our within our within our budget, I do not know. I don't think so. I think some people are touting maybe between twelve and fifteen million pounds. But I don't think he's going to get into the Brighton squad anytime soon. I think. Um, but the only problem is, the more he's doing well here at the moment, the more his transfer value is going to go up. And that's the only problem. And the more goals he scores, the more performances that he's putting in. Now I don't know about you guys, but I feel as if that he's probably been the most developed player under command so far. He this guy can play through the middle if we wanted him. He can play on the left-hand side, he can play left wing back. What can this guy not do? Because he can, he just loves to work hard and that's all we ask for. Is when we come obviously when you come to Rangers as long as you give us that 100% effort, everything else should like click into play. So, you no, know, for me. I think um Seema we've got to try and sign this lad as much as we can. Like at the end of the day if you don't ask you don't get, but it's up to, like as uh, Paul says, he does have a year extension, but that'll all be down to him. I don't think he's going to get a first-team start at Brighton anytime soon, but I do think the likes of maybe somebody like Brentford or maybe a club that's coming up from the Championship might want to take it, maybe a Nottingham Forest or somebody down there. But the problem with that is then he's not going to get the European football, but what he will get is he'll get double the mountain wages. So it's up to him what he feels needs. He wants at this moment in time. But look, I think we should be going all out to try and sign Sima because I think this lad can play anywhere on the pitch. And I tell you what, you would get a performance out of him. That's how good I think this boy is. I think um, he's, he's proven to shown, do you know what I mean? That he can play a number of positions and he's the kind of type of guy that you want and you can obviously at the moment, you can, we can't, eat, he's undroppable. But what, what happens when Matondo comes back? What we are going to try and do with him? So maybe it might be a kind of thing to, do we see, see him going into that number 10 role, or do we see him going out to the right hand side? That'll be obviously a headache for the managers to come. But no, so far, so good. I think the lad has scored something like is it 11 goals so far for Rangers and um, like 20 appearances? That's really good for the start, for especially with the season that we've had so far. But just going back to obviously the defence, Dave. I just wanted to say just quickly, I thought Ben Davis yesterday was absolutely unbelievable. And I mean, what I mean by that is that he obviously, previously before, he was getting right in amongst all these tackles yesterday. There was a lot more aggression from from Ben Davis. A lot of the time people have been kind of hounding him because he's not that, that aggressive in the air, he's not aggressive in the tackle. Um, I just thought that Ben Davis yesterday was a different class compared to the rest. And obviously, the defence played well yesterday. But I think that a lot of that is down to also Jack Butland and the, the manager going on about these leaders that he wants in the pitch. I think he's called out Jack Butland, he's called out Goulson, he's called out Tavernier, and he's called out Lundstrom. And I think that's that's been a massive help to these guys. And I think um, that's really, really driven them on. And I think yesterday, Ben Davis for me. Was just unbelievable. I really do. I think he was. He could, he could have been man of the match for me if it wasn't for uh, Danilo having such a great game. But I think uh, Ben Davis yesterday was in about everything. Um, his passing was really good. Um, out from defence and his aggression into the tackles as well. So, no. But for me, guys, we need to try and sign Sima as as much as we can. And as I said, if we don't ask, you don't get. So, let's just see if we can try and get something like that, Jani because. I've been looking at the, obviously, under Clement so far, and I'm thinking to myself, what is the kind of transfers that we'll be looking at in January? And I think he'll be looking at wingers in January. I think that's that's the one thing that he'll be looking at. And I think there's a guy that's already popped up at the moment, one of the transfers, a guy called, if you just give me two seconds, Gelson Martins, used to play for Portugal. He's playing at Monaco at the moment. He's 30 years of age. He's out of contract in the summer. He was a £40 million player at one point, so um, he's worked with um, obviously Clermont previously, I think his transfer value is around about £2.5 million, so that might be somebody that he might, might want to look at, he's a right winger, um, he's got caps for Portugal, um, he's actually quite a decent player, I've, I've looked up on him, so I see that he's been linked, and also the likes of Axwell to and Ben Godfrey as center back so I think in the January transfer window, you're possibly going to see another centre-back coming in and a winger.
2: Shona, how much would do you think he'll cost and how much do you think we are willing to pay for him? That's, I think that's a big thing. I know our accounts are coming out next week, uh, in the next couple of weeks. I know we're going, we're going to hit a profit, but I still don't see that we're going to be paying 10 to 15 million if he's worth that.
5: I don't think we'll be paying 10 to £15 million pounds but I don't think it's it's we should not be asking the question that's a, that's what I think I don't think we should try and let this guy go the likes of Tillman I think Tillman I think a lot of people nowadays or a lot of fans will be saying it like they may not have liked Tillman um, as much as they did last year off the ball but I think we would switch Tillman for Lammer's any day of the week I think Tillman was actually very much underrated in the in the Rangers team so I think if you're going to um try and get uh, try and get SEMA, I think you're probably talking £8 million max is what I would I would pay for him. But that really is the top end of our budget, really is the top end of our budget. But I think he's worth it. I think if you can get between 7 and £8 million... Now, look, guys, I think a lot of these, these deals are done in installments as well. So, look, we wouldn't have to pay that £8 million straight up front. But I think, um, look, if you can get 7 or £8 million for, for uh, SEMA, I would be biting your hands off to pay that kind of money because I do think this boy is probably worth between 20 and 25 million pound, I, I do think you'll get your money back on this boy. But whether Rangers want to stretch their budget to that, I think he's only on about 25,000 pound a week down at Brighton as well, so he's not on mega bucks down there. So look, we could have we could definitely afford his wages if we wanted to bring him up here. But it's just a case of that transfer fee, and I think with um, a few other clubs in England looking at him. But look, guys, we've got to be knocking on that door right now. I think we'd really do. I think we've got we got to be the first ones in there. We don't want another Tillman situation.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. And maybe we could put in Dessers and uh as a is <laughs> a, a part of the deal, but I doubt Brighton would accept that. Right, Scott. Uh I think me, you me, Scott Kerr and Shona can can go and get a get a drink, go to the toilet and do all things. Let's hear you Scott your 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 Ross McCausland
4: Right, so in reply to you, Shona's comment here. She's saying we're maybe looking at bringing a winger in in January. We don't need to bring a winger in in January. Not in my opinion, because we're, we're getting a tune out of Scott Wright. You've got Campbell playing in the right now. You're, so that's two options straight away. I thought when Ross McCausland came in last night, in terms of the, the style of football that the manager's trying to play, in terms of being quick and direct, we've seen two defence splitting passes off a young boy as soon as he came on last night. As soon as he came on, he made a difference. He had a shot on target. He made an impact. And ultimately, that's what you you need to do as a youth player to make a grade at Rangers. You need to take these chances and come on and make an impact. And last night, in my opinion, um, last night, in my opinion, Ross McClosland made an impact. It's as easy as that. Um, I think we should be bringing in our youth and giving them a chance instead of and spending... Money and wages on players that ultimately we maybe need, maybe don't need, but these young boys are only going to develop unless they get first team football. And see, when we're, we're beating the likes of Livingston at Irox 2 3 and at half time, I swing your likes of your Bailey Rice should be coming in for a second half, getting minutes in the legs, getting used to playing in front of 50,000 people, your McCauslands, your Lovelaces, Leon Kings. Um, this is just this is just opinion to me because I think, in terms of being a club, I'm not saying come on because he's only in the door, um. But as a club, we're absolutely awful at develop, developing talent. We don't do it well at all, and is a a question of are they good enough or is it because they're not getting an opportunity to come in? No, need they thought Ross McCausland was good enough because it was in the B team and he just wasn't really thought of until Stephen Davis came in and and. Gave him some minutes. Um away to Limassol and away to St. mon And that's ultimately what's, what's kept him in Clermont's plans. Um to me it needs it needs to start, especially this weekend, if depending on how um Clermont's going to line up, if it's going to be Cantwell kind of on the right again or you just don't know where, manager. But I think his performance in Thursday night is good enough to now want a start for Rangers Football Club. Um I think he can make an impact. I think the way McCausland plays suits the manager. Um I think he's going to come in and get numbers. He can beat a man, he can play forward passes. He's just the boys just kinda get all round package from me. The only thing about him is his, his physicality. He's a wee bit away and he might be he might get sort of pushed off the ball. Um, quite easily, but see, apart from that, I'm struggling to find a big criticism for this boy. Um, he's got everything. He's 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 made an impact in nearly every game he's come on, especially against Aris Limazol, when the players sold Stephen Davis out. Now, Stephen Davis is Rangers royalty, as we all know, and the players absolutely done Davis with be getting beaten that much, because we're Rangers and we shouldn't be getting beat, but McCausland came in, made a difference that night. Seymour in... Um, Butland were the only ones That kind of get pass marks from me Obviously we're on a, a completely different um, Stage now But we need to get this boy A long term contract and we need to Start bringing young boys in To develop them You've got Alec Lowry on loan to hearts so I'm just reading the comments but Where's he going to play when he comes back When's he going to get minutes Because you've got Hadja coming back As, If Lawrence can keep his fitness up You've got Lammers in there, you can't Cantwell. So that's basically four or five number 10s playing in that young boy's position. So where's he going to fit in? But I do see a vacancy or a jersey on right wing. And I think Ross McCausland, maybe in a year's time, you're looking at him being a starter every single week. I don't know what you guys think about that, but that's my selling point for young Ross.
2: Well, Scott, i let you continue with that. Just asking an opinion. What you think?
3: Listen, Noise McCausland's done nothing to prove it isn't Martha Place, he's done really well since we put on the pitch. He needs, he needs to get minutes, he needs to get games and consistent games will tell us if he's good enough in the long term. But I agree, why shouldn't he get a chance? I'd rather give somebody a chance that like, who we know get a bit about them and go and spend money on somebody we maybe don't know about. And we like to see young guys coming through. I mean, you and keep came through done fast well at first I and mean, then the Champions League episode came down. Turned a lot of people against Leon, but to be honest, with you, it wasn't his fault. It was. Scott,
4: oh, no, 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 quickly, do you think the the games that Leon King got in the Champions League last season set his progress back? Yeah. because yeah. it was. It it a half back, a I
3: think it was kind of sold out to the manager as well. But listen, mm. as a fan, football fans are fickle. Scott, you know that yourself. you remember your, your bad games more than remember your good games. 100%. And I think Ross, you know, he's done really well just now, but a couple of bad games are getting guys saying, oh, he's not good enough, he's not experienced enough, blah, blah, blah. But I think he needs a chance. Same with Billy Rice, I agree with you. I think Billy Rice is probably one of the best young players I've seen in that position for a long time at Angels. And I think he needs a chance. We can't afford the same mistake we made with Billy Gilmer. And that's why I want mean, to give Lindstrom a I contact. I think we've got Billy Rice here, who can probably be a better player long-term than Jordan Lindstrom. I think we've got other guys in Adelaide Park that can play there. And the manager's going to bring in a couple of his own players anyway, so I'd rather give Bela Ice a chance and give on on the contract. Because I would give a new contract and I would give him game time. And I think there's other guys here in the youth team as well. But I mean Ross in the youth team isn't even one of the better players at times, but he's plodding along. Just a bit on like Nathan Parsons. Didn't always stand there? Look what happened to Nathan. So I think we need to give young guys a chance, but the only time we give young guys a chance, we want to win things. But we've not won things for a long time, so I don't see why we shouldn't give young guys a chance. You know, that we as a kind of double-ass sobby fans are like we need experience, but experience hasn't helped us over the last 10-12 years. So no, why way, no way will get a better both, give the young guys a chance and spend more money or we'll maybe bring in somebody like Seema, who I don't think will get. I think Brighton will offer him a off deal. I think there's a cause he can get another deal. He might come back in one, but I think out we'll with our price range. I think that's too much money for us to be with you. So I think wasn't a cause and I in his twenty one. Listen, he take he's drew a chance. I mean he's playing without any fear, doesn't he? Some of the ball and he puts through a tremendous uh, he plays with his head up as well, he doesn't run with his head down, he plays with his head up and he sees a pass. You can see he's a bit lightweight, but a lot of football players are but the more games they play they get used to playing against that opposition. You get we you know when the tackle is coming, you know when the tackles only come in. So what he does deserve his chance now we give him a chance couple of guys, though. Listen, no other youth player they've got is going to make it. They don't. But two or three of the guys could be given a chance. Maybe, I say, Bailey Rice, Rod McCoslin. Alec Lowry for me, I don't think we will be back at Rangers. I think he'll end up at Hearts full time. Alec's got a bit of talent, but I don't think he's enough talent to play my the apart for us. Yeah, well.
2: Lamont did say in his press conference today that the, there was a contract on the table for young McCausland and it was just up to him and his family whether he want, wants to sign it or not. I'm going to, going to, I, I think last night when the player for the other team, Harris one, come on, he was a top striker. When he came on, he sort of changed the game. He got there, he got us in the back foot and he actually had two great chances to, to win or to, to get equal. Yes. but i'll give it come with the hour come with the man jack butland Jonah,
5: Jonah. oh he's the best isn't he do you know what i mean i love javelin super back Jacqueline and go back jack butland and goals was it was going the whole night um he was absolutely loving it i think at one point as well guys i don't know if you know if you heard it but we we're trying to get him to sing the sash at one point i think that was that was the next thing they were trying to get him to do not only is this, it's he, super Jack Butland in goals, but they were trying to get him to sing the sash, which I find quite funny from the fans. But look, this this guy has probably been our most important signing so far this season. The guy is absolutely top class. I think if you looked at Man United just now, with that anana that's in goals, I think they must be biting off their hand that they let like Jack Butland go, especially Jack Butland being a Man United fan. So no, I think, we're in, like Paul says, we're in very much safe hands with Jack Butland. I think the save that he made just, before, just wide of the post, I think that was a cracking save. I think he only had to make three saves within the match. But look, what I like about Jack Butland is what we've been, been, been critical of McGregor last year was never coming out for balls. I have got no doubt, guys, that our defense is so much better because of Jack Butland and goals. There's absolutely no no doubt about it. The way he comes from a ball, even like the likes of yesterday, I think it was going into the likes of extra time and he was doing a wee bit of time-wasting, just putting himself on, on top of the ball. I just think this this guy is utter class and he absolutely loves it here as well, which is even the best thing about it. So, no, look, I'm absolutely over the moon with Jack Bolt. And then as far as Ross McCausland, this is why I think Ross McCausland will start the weekend because I think that plastic pitch, because he's been playing week in and week out with the B team, I think it's really going to suit Ross McCausland at the weekend. So I can imagine that's why you will see the likes of him starting this weekend and he deserves it. I think like Scotty says, he deserves it. The only reason why I said maybe bringing in another winger in January is because... I think um, when it comes to the summer, you're going to have Scott Wright out of contract. Seema, if we can't afford him, he'll be gone as well. And I think just the amount of injuries that we do get with the likes of Matondo and whatnot, um, I think that's the only reason why I think we should be bringing in another winger. But I think Scott's right, we do have to give youth a chance. And McCausland definitely deserves it. I think um, I've watched him, um, obviously, was at the B-team game a couple of weeks ago. And Ross McLaughlin was probably one of the better, better players on the pitch. So, and he took his goal really, really well when he chipped it over the goalkeeper. So, no, he definitely deserves his chances, McLaughlin. But, look, guys, this Jack Butland could make us an absolute fortune the way he's playing at the moment. This guy could easily go for 30, 35 million pounds. I, I, I honestly, I've got no doubt about it. Um, the likes of Birmingham, they can fuck off because they've got no chance of getting anywhere near Jack Butland, as far as I'm concerned. And Wayne Rooney, they're not good enough. Jack Butland is Premier League level. I'm telling you this now, he's not Championship level. He is Premier League level, and Wayne Rooney can go and take a <laughs> flying fuck because there's no he's no joining them for un, any more any less <laughs> than 35, 40 million pounds, and they can't afford it. So get it right. On your hen, on your sleeve. <laughs>
4: On your side. Oh,
5: yeah, no chance. He's not going to go to a championship club over Rangers. Do you know what I mean? And Wayne Rooney. I think that would be a massive step back for Jack Butland, especially when he was at obviously in the the um, what do you call it? He was the the second goalkeeper at Man United to then go to Birmingham. What's he going to do there? So no, he's here to stay. He's ours, and that's it. He's Jack Butland, and he's super Jack Butland in goals, and he's staying. No chances of leaving.
2: Yeah, well. I had to actually laugh yesterday at uh, 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 Tom Miller. Just before the end of the game, the, the, the Sparta got a corner and one came out for it, worked the ball out the air and fell, dived on the floor to waste time, obviously. And Tom Miller said uh, that McGregor, McG- Alan McGregor, would have been proud of that one. And I thought, I've never, ever seen Alan McGregor coming for a corner like that. So, I don't know where they got, got Alan McGregor would even be proud. He probably would have been proud of it, but uh, I don't think he would have ever been there to, to do it. Anyway, I'm going to move on to the weekend. Livingston on that pitch. Um, Scott Care, what do you, do you think? What do you think the team will line up? Do you think we'll, we'll bring in new players, fresh players, or do you think we'll sort of stick to the same team that's that's been playing the last few weeks?
3: I think, you know, as an international break coming up, we also want to keep getting, a, we need a win, we need three points, and I want to keep the confidence going. So we might make one or two changes, maybe Balligan back in, maybe Ross McCausland no will start. But I think the boys who he's trusting at the moment and getting the results, will keep the majority of them in. And us and Livingston haven't been great, but we all know in football, anything can happen. But I think we'll all go there and get the win. I take every game, like I said, the other ones that comes Now I'm not going too far ahead, cause I've done that too many times and. Get my fingers burnt with david with this rangers side so listen we go to a and we get a three points, boys and you have a break for a week or so get the rest of your boys back fitness but i think we'll make one or two changes and we'll just keep the boys who so he's trusting the boys who are fit and he has to because making too many changes can upset the apple cart at the time so i think we just have to go with what he's got and uh, get the victory and i think we will because we're feeling confident just now They all look like they're all getting involved. They're playing with snails in their faces. You've seen that. The camera had it at the end last night. All the players jumping about and stuff. And I know we didn't win. won them. We just won the match. But it's good to see. We've not had that for a long time. And having that morale in the dressing room is totally different than we had four or five weeks ago. So I think we'll go on day. We'll play the way we can play and we'll get a victory. Hopefully it's the same as what happened against Dundee. But I think we will get a victory. Scott, just going back to, to
2: Portland. Mm-hmm. Ross McRory sitting in the sitting in the bench um, No, sorry, not Robbie McRory sitting in the bench And he's been called up to the Scotland team You're Robbie McRory, what do you think at the moment?
4: Um, the trouble is with Robbie McRory, he's 25 years old now um, He's a good goalkeeper If he hadn't got an injury last season, I think I don't know if Butland would have been brought in or not. I don't want to say that it wouldn't have been, but I think the the shouts for McCrory to be number one would have been a lot stronger than what they weren't. I mean they were strong enough in the summer before before Butland signed. Um me being one of them, I'll openly put my hand put my hands up to that I wanted McCrory to get a number one jersey because I want to see what my youth getting developed. Um that doesn't mean that. I think he's a better keeper on Butland because he's nowhere near Butland's class. Um, I can see McCorey leaving, to be brutally honest with you, David. Um, and I think it's 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 a move that would wouldn't suit all parties because I, I want him to stay as Rangers' number two. Um, if we were more stable this season, I would have liked him to to get a cup games. Um, but Butland's indispensable. I mean, you can't drop him. His influence on and off the park is. Um, instrumental, McCrory's just had hard luck, I'm afraid. Um, I think, for his own sake, and his own career, he needs to move on and uh, get a club that's going to give him first-team football. He's been, he's one of these ones that's been linked to Man U a, for a couple of times in the last few years and I don't know what that's going to do for the young boy's career. He needs to go somewhere a championship club in England, League One Club, SPFL Club and just get first-team football. And then potentially come back at a later date. keep can play as we've seen McGregor at 40. So you couldn't have it out in the future. I mean, you could maybe even do the deal and bring a, a buyback clause or something in like it. Um, but I'd, unfortunately, I'd, I don't see he's, uh, he's, he's got a future at the club. And it's just hard luck. I mean, it's not through want of trying for the boy. He's been there for years. He's Playing for Rangers is his dream. I can actually see him starting for Scotland in international break because. Liam Kelly did not cover selling glory in the last game that he played for Scotland, I think it was away to France and Xander Clark had, uh, he's not a couple of good games against Rangers there either so I can actually see McCrory getting his first cap for Scotland because um, I think he's a, he's the best out of the three of the keepers which kind of just shows how good the boy is and how well thought of he is in football it's just hard luck that he can't get a game for Rangers, it's just Jack Buckland's a better goalie, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, um, he is. And I'm just thinking... I'm just thinking that in the game on Saturday, plastic pitch has been said. Baligan is an injury prospect. Uh, Ryan Jack, an injury prospect. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but... uh, Think there might be a bit negative of playing they two on a plastic pitch, would you think, Shona? Thanks,
5: Shona. Yeah, I think Balagan Wildo will come back in at the weekend because obviously it's going into the international break and obviously he deserves his place. Maybe he might stick with Davis, he might stick with the, the likes of Golson, but I do think there will be a couple of changes because of that plastic pitch. I can't see Ryan Jack playing three games in a row. He might well do, but I can't see him. I hope Ryan Jack is not in the Scotland squad. I haven't even checked, to be honest with you. And I'm a wee bit pissed off, actually, that the fact that we, um, Robbie McCrory is in the Scotland squad, because he's only in the Scotland squad because the other goalkeepers are injured. Otherwise, we wouldn't, wouldn't be anywhere near that Scotland squad. That's the only reason why he's in there. So I think he had the legs of Alex Gunn. He's out, of, out injured. I think the other goalkeeper is injured. So the only reason why Ro- uh, Robbie McCrory has been called up is because of the amount of injuries. It's not to do with... Um, him playing obviously not enough football at Rangers so look I think um, it's a difficult decision for Ross Macquarie when it comes to the summer isn't it so but no I think um, I'm going to the game I'm going to the living game at the weekend so first away game in a while so I'm looking forward to it Um I do think it should be a comfortable game to be honest with you David I think it should be really comfortable I don't think we should be lo- losing to Livingston I think they um, have been really really poor this year but it is that plastic pitch and that's the only thing that concerns me is that if we pick up any injuries. So I think um, Clement will not be risking anybody that's not 100% fit. Um, I haven't listened to the presser today, so I don't know if anybody, the guys yesterday that came out of the game, if they've got any, they've picked up any knocks or whatnot. So no, I expect uh, a few changes at the weekend, but I could be totally wrong because I've got no idea what on's going to do. So, but um, he can work his magic, and uh, I'm looking forward to somebody maybe casting a wee spell over the weekend and. Uh, We'll see the likes of maybe, you could even see the likes of maybe Tom Lawrence even getting a start at the weekend, we don't know. But I think it'll be a good opportunity for Clemont to get maybe one of the, couple of the guys that have not had a lot of game time um, at the weekend because we're going into that international break. So it'll be good for them just to see what they're like. I think Clemont at the moment has got to eye up every single one of these Rangers players and uh, find out whether they're going to be um, capable of taking us forward because... At the moment like you said scott like there's a lot of guys again get there's a tune out he was getting a tune out of a lot of these players at the moment so i think that's now six games five ones and one draw can't be complaining about that so far so no roll on uh roll on sunday not looking forward to getting up so early in the morning but uh yeah i'm sure my nephew will enjoy it because he's never been to an away game before so um yeah looking forward to the game at the weekend but uh yeah i think there'll be a few changes david because of that plastic pitch. i think you might see the likes of. Ryan Jack and Balleagan maybe missing out, but I don't know. balogun has been playing really well recently, so it's um, just a wee bit unlucky that he's unfortunate for him that he wasn't in that European squad because I think he would have started last night.
2: Yeah, well, I don't think uh, I don't think anybody likes plastic pitches, uh, and I, I, I think they should be banned. I really do. I, 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 they shouldn't be, in, in maybe the, in the lower divisions, but they shouldn't be in Scottish Premier League. I think it's absolutely rubbish that they are and I know that Holland are kicking them out from I think it's uh, 2026 there'll be no plastic pitches in the first division in Holland which are going to leave a few teams having to to play the, to change the whole uh, the whole pitch so that's the way. Anyway Scott um, I haven't got much more to bring in. Have you anything that you wanted off your chest before you you say your goodbyes and uh, and get get things off your chest and give us a prediction?
4: Um. No, I've not really getting enough of my chest for probably first time in months a day. I've been cutting about the house in a great mood and I just really enjoyed watching watching this play last night. I think we're in the right positive place. Um things over at our half of the, of the city aren't going as good either. I think it's time to put a wee bit of pressure on them. Um I hope we see my on Sunday. Uh, get a start. Um I wouldn't mind seeing see I wouldn't mind Lawrence get away, Um I wouldn't mind seeing Lawrence get some minutes either. Um I don't think Baligan's gonna come back in. I think it's gonna be um Davies and probably It's is gonna start again or maybe Redvan will come back in. But it's we've got a bit of an we've got a bit an unpredictable manager in terms of our starting lineup, so we don't know what to expect. Um I mean the only The only real reason McCausland Tuz has, Hasn't had a start Is because there's been A wee bit of a rebirth Of Scott Wright And he's trying Campbell, He's trying different options Trying more senior players out, out the, out on the right hand side um, I'm going to go 3-0 Danilo with two And with a penalty Just to enlighten us A wee bit further If, if, if Lawrence did come in
2: mm-hmm. Who would go out? Hmm I mean if
4: it's going to play in the wet wing, it would be Seema. Surely we um, won't drop Seema for this game. But but to me, Seema's played a lot of minutes. Um I think there's going there needs to be rotation. There needs to be for the amount of games the guys had the guys played every match since on's come in. Um I, don't what, I I know, I know, I know, but at the same time everybody's getting muscle tears right, left and centre. Um I mean we've lost Sutter in Raskin again through muscle tears um, it's just my luck to be honest with you I don't think Lawrence is fit enough to start yet I think he needs to get me, uh, um my minutes in his legs before that's going to happen I think we're going to see more of Tom Warrens after the international break but I wouldn't be surprised to see like Sassima getting the rest on uh, Sunday because ultimately we're playing against a low block and if, I wouldn't be surprised to see him either mixing it up because as I say he has. Very unpredictable. We start now. We start in the oven.
2: Okay. No. So that was three nil for you, Shona. I'll come on to you if you've got anything to bring in that we've not handled yet, and if you if you want to say your goodbyes and give us a prediction.
5: My prediction, my prediction at this weekend, guys. I'm going for a big high scoring. I'm going to go for five nil. I really do. I think Livingston are really, really, really poor. I just think that that pitch will be the only, the only sticking point for us whether we can get a nice slick pitch. I'm just hoping that it does rain at the weekend, so the pitch is nice and slick for us. But I'm going for a five 0 win, and I think Danilo will score. I think Cantwell might come on and score. I think everyone might score. So no, I think yeah, Danilo will get the. The first goal, I think uh, Tav might get a penalty as well. I would like a nice soft penalty. A soft, soft penalty would be really, really nice. I think that would be uh, some more conspiracy theories would come out about that. So I'm looking for the softest penalty at the weekend. And uh, yeah, no, looking forward to it. Um, as I said, I'm going to the game. so. Um, But look, it's really good to see, obviously, guys. I think we should obviously, meet, meet next time we're doing the pod, just maybe talk a wee bit more about the manager. I think that's nice. He's had six games, five wins, one draw. Facts are that he scored, is that now we've had 19 goals. We've only consented, we've scored 19 goals and we've only conceded three. And we've got an XG at the moment of averaging of three goals per game. So, if we're averaging three goals per game and we're playing against a pure Levy side, I'm expecting at least 5 0 at the weekend. So, look, guys, really looking forward to it. Thanks to everyone that joined us in the chat. Sorry for all the the, the technical issues. I think that's coming from my side um, and obviously my loudspeaker. So, sorry about that, guys. I really apologise. Looking forward to seeing anyone uh, who's at the game who's going to love your away game on Sunday. So, no, but thanks very much, guys, for joining us tonight.
4: eh? Davey, Davey, can I just come back in quickly? Yeah, hello. Eh, Just to thank everybody for tuning in and thanks to the people who gifted memberships tonight. Um, It's very much appreciated. And a wee shout out to our very own Curry, who's away to start his own podcast. I think it's the Ivory Stands it's going to be called. So everybody should keep a wee eye out on it.
2: Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much for that. And sorry, I've I've not been following the comments an awful lot of, to be honest with you, because uh it's just it's just if I'm not I'm not very good at multi uh who is it multi, what's it called? If I've, I've lost the word for that. Anyway, I unfortunately we lost Scott at the end up there, Scott Kerr at the end up there. Scott, thanks for coming on. And if you're still listening in. Thanks for coming on, and it was uh, great. Hopefully, you'll come on again at some time. And the only thing I've, I've got to do now, remember that you the you can be a mem, become a member for ninety nine pence a, a month. It's not a lot of money. Maybe for some people it'll be a lot of money, right enough. But uh, for the most people, I don't think it will be a lot of money. And you get quite a lot of content. You get a daily news every working day, so which is uh, normally quite good. To listen to. Anyway, I'm gonna finish up now and let's just uh, hope that we get into Livingston at the weekend. I will go I actually think I'll go with show just one under show and I think we'll go I'll go for 4-0 and uh I'll see we'll see you on Sunday night, hopefully without the problems that we had tonight. And goodbye. We are the people.